Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I don't even like using his name, Mr. Speaker, and sorry for the language, but he's nothing but a scumbag. This SOB needs to be in jail 23 hours a day in a maximum security. The crime was the most heinous crime in Canadian history. When we sentence someone to life sentences, that means a life sentence. In the jail, maximum security, 23 hours a day. Matter of fact, I'd go one step further. That one hour he's out, he should be in general population. Ontario Premier Doug Ford, and I can tell you, and you know what would happen if Bernardo were in the general population of a Canadian prison. And I can tell you because I broadcast live from Joyceville Prison a number of years ago with the Inmates Committee, and I asked them at the time whether what would happen if uh, Clifford Olson, who was in the news at that time, serial killer of Canadian children in British Columbia, were placed into their prison, placed into the general population of their prison. And the chairman of the inmates committee used these words, he would be murdered. So you know exactly what uh, Doug Ford was getting at, and it wouldn't bother me a bit if Bernardo were placed into the general population of a Canadian prison. Tim Danson joins us, lawyer for the French and Mahaffey families. Interesting to hear the Premier. Good to talk to you again, Tim. And interesting to hear the Premier of Ontario speak as he uh, as he has, given uh, the Correctional Service Canada uh, moved Bernardo without informing anybody from Millhaven Maximum Security to that medium security prison in Quebec, which is largely populated by sex offenders, where um, Bernardo, I guess, can feel reasonably safe. Yeah, well, certainly the Premier probably expressed the view of many Canadians um, uh, which is basically uh, outrage over any accommodation that's being given to Paul Bernardo, um, and and the way in which they did it. In my view, it was it was sneaky. You know, when when they called me, um, I mean, and and spoken with me on the day of the transfer, uh, it, the, the transfer had been complete. Um, I, I find it rather troubling when they try to tell the Canadian people that uh, the families were advised prior to. In fact, you know, they, they, they did make a, a phone call to the families. And at the time that they were leaving messages that um, Paul Bernardo was being transferred, uh, he was actually en route. So hardly prior notice. It was a fait accompli. The decision was made. And that was obviously very deliberate. And it's very troubling to us. And more troubling because when I found out, I, I did what uh, not just for the victims, but for all Canadians. Why? What is the criteria? What is the basis? Uh, and and they rely on Paul Bernardo's privacy rights. Uh, every time I hear uh, about Paul Bernardo's privacy rights, I get pretty upset. He certainly didn't care about the privacy rights of uh, Kristen French and Leslie Mohaffey and all the other victims that he terrorized. Um, so it's, it, it's a bit rich for me to hear that expression. Yeah, you wrote to the uh, Commissioner of Corrections Service Canada and Kelly very directly Remind us what you told the, com- the commissioner. Well, I, I uh, first of all, I, I, I've, uh, I've I've asked the uh, commissioner to uh, reverse the decision and return uh, Paul Bernardo to uh, Millhaven Maximum Security Penitentiary. Uh, I've certainly asked for uh, an explanation, and quite frankly, I, I find it in you know she's ordered in a, a kind of a review of the decision, but I find it very difficult that a decision of this magnitude could be made without her even knowing about it. So I, 
I, I have some real concerns about someone investigating their own decision. Um, and, and, and I've also uh, requested, uh, on behalf of the families, of the minister uh, himself uh, to intervene uh, and to rescind that transfer order uh, and, 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 and require Bernardo return back to Millhaven. So, so years ago, as you know, and, and I've told you about this previously, I had an, a call from a guard at Kingston Prison when Bernardo was there. And uh, the guard said, I thought you should know, uh, because of your involvement uh, with the families as well, uh, you should know that Bernardo's receiving conjugal visits. So I got in touch with the Correctional Service Canada. They came on the air and they said they couldn't talk to me about it because Mr. Bernardo, here's your favorite phrase, has his privacy rights. So the other day, Tim, I sent an e- email to Correctional Service Canada and I wrote, my request is for the visitor log information, dates and times, when offender Paul Bernardo was approved for time in conjugal trailers while incarcerated at both Kingston and Millhaven Correctional Facilities. Here's what they sent back. Since his federal incarceration over the past 28 years, we can confirm that this offender has received visits. However, there are no records of any in-person visits dating back to 2021. Please note that visitors have a reasonable expectation of privacy, and as such, we cannot provide details to specifics uh, about visits. Uh, part of me wants to believe they're telling me it happened. Part of me reads that over the third or fourth time and says bureaucratic nonsense. Yeah, well, you know, first of all, it is nonsense because in, in, in that request, if he's having those kinds of visits, no one's asking for the name of the person who's coming in. <laughs> that that's exactly right. The question. So that, that's just nonsense. Listen, let, let's be straight about this. This, this whole notion about the, the prisoner's uh, privacy rights, they, they don't care about, neither the correctional parole system care about the privacy rights of these offenders. What they, what they don't want to be is, is, is to be accountable for their decisions. I don't understand. Our entire justice system uh, 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 takes place in public and transparently. Now, obviously, the correctional system is a little bit different, but justice is justice, and it has to be transparent. And as long as they can hide behind the, the, the privacy interests of the offender, uh, then they themselves uh, cannot be judged or be held accountable, and that's not acceptable. And what I'm very concerned about, and I've been, you know, Roy, you and I have discussed this for a long time, uh, and I've been at this for 43 years. It's well known what they do. They try to move these offenders from maximum security to medium security to minimum security, and then out the door. We have a parole hearing for Bernardo coming up in November. Um, you know, we're going to fight that really hard. In my letter to the commissioner. I quoted what the parole board said at his 2018 hearing and his 2021 hearing, where the psychiatrists were still saying that he was he was a, uh, an extremely dangerous. Uh, this guy is a sexual sadist and a murderer, and he's untreatable. So, I mean, these are what the experts are saying. These are what the psychiatrists are saying, and what they're transferring him to medium security when the last report uh, is uh, is that he's not treatable. And I like to ask this question: if, if if, if, you know, going back to 2021, if he wasn't responsive to any kind of treatment for the, for the previous, you know, 28, 30 years, what in God's name do they think happened in the last two years? Yeah. So it's pretty offensive. And, you know, it's, it's the, concerning is the fact that he was transferred to Quebec and concerning because that's the route that Carla Homolka took. And, and if you're in Quebec, it becomes more difficult to get information just from the very fact that it is more difficult to get information out of Quebec. I lived there for nine years, speak French fluently, and they still wouldn't provide me with information on other issues. 
So uh, enough is enough. And Tim, they have to stop putting the families through through more pain through their bureaucratic indifference and their 50% in, 50% out mantra. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and now we have to travel to Quebec for the November uh, hearing. If they oh, of course. And Doug French is 92 years of age. This is really um, um, very, very troubling, and we're going to fight this. And uh, uh, we urge Canadians to continue to cry out on this and, and let their outrage and indignation be known to the, to the politicians and the bureaucrats. Let's get this thing reversed. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.